Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. Hey everybody, what is up? This is Jeff Welch and welcome to another episode of I Like the Way You Work It. Today, I am sitting down to share a conversation with my wife, Nicole Welch. Nicole is an HR manager at Foundation Health Partners. And in this conversation, which is super familiar because you know we've known each other for a while, we talk about her loud laughter, we talk about the time that she gave my seat away at church while I was talking to the band. Uh, we talk about uh, the di- our differences in terms of building structure versus liking to work within structure that's already been built. We talk about her transition from being the CHRO at FMH to stepping into another role where she felt like she could really lean into her very best work. We talk about being a mom and the importance of mentoring others. And she is just such a cool lady. I am totally excited that our worlds are getting to collide here today. And I hope you love this episode as much as we loved making it. So how does this start? This is, I wouldn't say highly unusual because I don't have enough of a sample set for there to be a real usual. But uh, we are in the living room mm-hmm. of the house that we uh cohabitate in mm-hmm. and so this is an unusual uh setting for this normally i'm doing this in my office when like podcasting in general is unusual like i'm not a podcaster <laughs> no <laughs> so but, but us being in the living room just one of many things that makes this unusual okay but. okay okay fair enough also <laughs> uh i mean i literally have episodes recorded edited ready to go for mid-December for early January and this is in 12 hours this will be on the internet wow. so I don't know if I, I think sometimes when you are when there's more comfort when you're closer to the person sure thing the can gets kicked down and we can just do it tomorrow well night. you think we'll we can podcast tomorrow. anytime you want to yeah and then at the 11th hour we're I'm podcasting well, I mean, the, the but that's kind of how we operate we're well procrastination is kind of the way I operate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the collective we, of course, of course. So I want to start this off because I have I have a feeling, you know, people see pictures of us together on the internet, mm-hmm. and uh, often we're happy in those pictures. <laughs> and, Living the lie. <laughs> well, I, so I mean that that is true. That is true. We're happy. Oh, but yeah. it is happy, not, yeah. not the complete picture. I and mean, we certainly have disagreements and have things that maybe aren't perfect about our uh, relationship. So I, I just want to bring that up right off the bat. That seems like a good place to start. Um, what annoys w- me about you? No, 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 no. Is that where we're no. going to start? Well, we're going to try to work the other direction. <laughs> there was a time, a, a story maybe I want to tee up here. There was a time when... We were at church together, and uh, we're taking up, me, you, and Maddie are taking up the first three seats of an aisle. 
And I think you were like the third seat in. Maddie was probably in between us, and I was right on the aisle. And Maddie goes to kids' church. I get up to go. I wasn't playing I that think Sunday. You were taking her to kids' church. Something like that. I and I go see the band, um, just to say hi, good set, and all that good stuff. And when I return, uh, the two seats between you and the aisle are now occupied by two other people. I literally get a text. I remember as I'm walking down the hallway to come into the sanctuary that says, "Someone took your seat," as though, like they had. I don't know. Uh, you know. It was much more complicated than that. Overtaken you somehow. So I, I guess maybe I want to give you a chance to defend yourself here, but how how could you how could you do me like that? Oh, that's a funny story. But it really was more complicated. Like they didn't ask, like, is anyone sitting here? They just sat down, well, and then I couldn't look at them and say, "Somebody's sitting here." Yeah, could I? I? <laughs> I mean, it does seem like it wouldn't be completely out of line to say that. But I, I do remember spending the entire service in the back row just texting you mean things about why I was all alone. Uh, yeah, that's a super funny story. And just like, I don't even, I don't have a defense, really. But, I mean, I also think that those are the great moments. The weird things that happen like that. Those are the see great how things, much yeah. laughter. Yes. Well, in that... My goal is to get you to to laugh a few times because sure. it's then not that, it's people not will like this episode no matter what. <laughs> it's not that difficult, but I mean, you have a reputation for having a loud laugh. Yeah, and it's funny because I never, until the last couple of years, I didn't realize that it was loud. Like it's just mm-hmm. like probably because I'm a little bit deaf, but yes, I it doesn't ever sound loud to me. Um, but I can remember as a young person getting in trouble in restaurants i can remember embarrassing you yes um a lot of times earlier um and i know i get looks but i also on the flip side have people reach out strangers yes and you really do like this is not me and say your laugh brings joy or you know i'll get a nice little card from a coworker that says you know i i enjoyed sitting by you and hearing you laugh and then there's people who know i in the in the building um but I have to tell this little story because that's what I'm allowed to do, right? Like, yes. Tell stories. Um, there's a person unnamed uh, that used to be a coworker. Now, this person you are not naming or they literally have no name? <laughs> I'm not naming them. Okay. Okay. That's... And they have more sense. of a cackle. And so I also, her laugh is very distinct. And so you could be in a room next door mm-hmm. or down the hall and you could hear her and you would like, oh, there's so-and-so. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, oh, dear Lord, please don't let my laugh sound like her laugh because her laugh is not joyful. Yeah. Um, but now I'm I'm 40 plus years old and, you know, the, I've just learned yeah. to embrace it. I, I do love to laugh. Um, I, I'm learning that it's loud. I can feel that it's loud now that it's been brought to my attention. Um, but I, yeah, I think that's just, at some point you just got to be like who you are, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think early on in our marriage, I think I was more embarrassed by it. I was more like, we'd go to the movies mm-hmm. and if there oh, was yeah, something the funny, it would, I would definitely <laughs> want you to be quiet. <laughs> but it's just such a, a great part of you. Yeah. And I think I've realized over the years that this is actually quite fantastic. Good. And so... Um, yeah, there are still moments when it is exceptionally Voluminous. <laughs> yes, voluminous. Uh, <laughs> y- you made it a mission this year to read 52 books. 
I did make and an admission. How's that going? He um, said as though he didn't know. Yeah, like I haven't talked about it every day yes. for 52 weeks. But you're in a little slump right now. I am in a little slump. I hit 52 books end of mid-November. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have kind of just like sort of petered. Yeah. I am on book 56 right now. Um, so I, as you know, not much of a reader. You know, a good book on a vacation, a magazine, sure. But mm-hmm. to just sit down and really commit to reading, uh, just not something I've ever enjoyed. I, I'm, I'm kind of a TV visual yeah. TV girl. I've always attributed it to not really having much of an imagination. So it was hard to really, I didn't sink into stories. Yeah, like you like to watch the movie yeah, and then, and read, then the book. read the book. Yeah. Cause then I can picture, you know, Harrison Ford or whatever. <laughs> I don't know where he came from, but, yeah. um, well. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, this little club at work, this little group at work, mm-hmm. um, put this challenge out. And I think we all thought it was kind of a joke, but sure, it'll be fun to read and we'll get together once a month and mm-hmm. we're all just reading our own thing, which is cool. You're not forced to read something. Yeah. Um, and we just get together once a month and we talk about the books we've read. And if we have an actual book, we'll share. And it's been this really great relationship building opportunity with people that I really enjoy as well. Um, but I just got like in a zone. Yeah, like I just like committed. Fire. And I can tell you, I will forever be a reader. Like I, I miss it. You know, mm-hmm. I like miss not having a book and I may not read at that same pace or that same intensity, but yeah. I, even now I'm reading kind of more of a self help mm-hmm, mm-hmm. type of book. Um, and while that's interesting to me, I'm like, I need a story. Yeah. Um, and I have felt like it's broadened my imagination yeah. and it's broadened my, um, how I speak. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like I speak, I, I now think and speak more descriptively. Oh, um, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've noticed. Of course I have. But uh, that tree over there is not just green. It is, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, well, now you but, put yourself on the spot. <laughs> it's also tall. tall. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just really changed. It's just changed me. And I think you really do uh, learn stuff. And I read a, mm-hmm. a, a gamut. Like I... I don't have a genre, right? So yeah. I read some biographies. I read some, you know, uh, just mysteries. I read one sci-fi. Thank you, Joseph O'Connor. The Wizard Gaze. The Wizard Gaze, yes. Um, Ask her about the Wizard <laughs> And I just, uh, I just read a lot of things. I read a lot of World War II kind of era books, and that just really became very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just a really good variety of books, and I still wouldn't say I have a genre. I probably um, would say it's probably not sci-fi. Sorry, Joseph, uh, but I but I do really just enjoy reading a variety of books, and it's just been fun. It's been fun to talk about. It's been fun to do. Um, I hope I hope I continue to read, but I also am thinking, man. I committed and I did it. Yeah. And that feels good on one. And I'm thinking, so next year I totally need to have a fitness goal because if I could commit to some fitness the way that I committed to reading yeah. 52 books, yeah, that would be, I would look amazing. And feel amazing. And, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, feel healthier, amazing. All those, all those yeah, other things. Exactly. All those things. Secondarily <laughs> important, right? Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see if I can flip my book club group to a fitness group. You are a fan of structure. So this is you on a Saturday. You on a Saturday, <laughs> you need to get up and get out mm-hmm. and ideally have some sort of plan for the day. Mm-hmm. And that plan can change. You're not like... 
stifling in terms of no we must do part three section b you know like yeah you you're open for things to change but you don't like for there to just be ambiguity Mm -hmm. or on a saturday you'll get stuck and then you start feeling mopey and feel like you're not getting anything done um i like to invent structure you like to take structure and run with it so tell me about that. Like, I, I think it's funny. Like, I do think that couples very often have opposite or contrasting or complementary uh, likes and dislikes. And, sure. And we, as you know, <clears throat> often joke uh, that we have nothing in common except that we like each other. Yeah. Um, we just have very little in common. And that's probably an exaggeration. Sure um, but yes, I, I don't know. Idle... Idle time is uncomfortable for me. Uh, I like to have a plan. And to your point, I can I can sit down in this chair and hang out for hours mm-hmm. if that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta know like there's yeah. a plan, yeah. and I have to your have accomplished something somewhere to feel good about kind of doing that. Sure. Um, and so definitely Saturday mornings, uh, probably unlike anyone else in America, I like to get up. I like to get out. We can come home an hour later, but I mm-hmm. want to like yeah. go and do, and um, that just makes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable with uh, too much down, too well, much open space, I guess. So let's talk about this in the context of work. Mm-hmm. You've referred to me uh, somewhat unfairly, and certainly, I mean, it's just bad PR, but you've, re- you've referred to me as unemployable because <laughs> I own a business and I really like to build structure mm-hmm. and I like to, I'm very organized, but I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like to do something someone else told me to do if I, if it doesn't make sense to me, if I don't agree right. with that kind of thing. Yeah. I like to be able to say, I want to build this and, and then go do that. Yeah. You don't want to build it. No. You want it to exist and you can be like the queen of making it work. Right. Right. I'm sure part of that is lack of creativity. Um, again, back to the imagination mm-hmm. and um, I don't consider myself a very creative person, but I'm a very, um, I'm a doer. I'm an executor. Yeah. Um, you probably laugh at that because no, I mean, in I, our personal life, I'm not as no, much of you, a No, you spend it all at work. <laughs> I do. But you, you do it very <laughs> well at work. I'm a professional executor. <laughs> Ex- execution? What? <laughs> okay. Um, you get things done for yeah. a living. There you go. I, I, I'm just more comfortable in a space that's already been built. And um, I, I, I have a lot of skills to offer. Um building it isn't something that appeals mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. um, i'll manage the heck out of it yeah uh, i'll keep it in line i'll um i'll do all the great things once it's established but i'm not much of the establisher um that's not where my that's not where my sweet spot is shall we say yeah and so you've just been through a transition in your work that mm-hmm. at least somewhat is is related to that yeah where you were the chro at the hospital and made the decision to move into a different role because the CHRO, if if I'm if I'm getting this wrong, jump in. Uh, much more of a vision kind of role, mm-hmm. and what's next, and what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And you really felt like w- the conversations you would have with me were really centered on um, the the best work I have to offer is in a different yeah. arena. 
So I, I have been given this amazing opportunity at the hospital and, uh, 18 years. I was started out as the front HR admin assistant, mm -hmm. uh, not long after I graduated, um, from the university with both my bachelor's in business with a focus in HR, mm -hmm. um, but also my MBA. And so I had this, like, I need to find HR. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, hard opportunities to find in our community. HR is a small community. Um, and so here's this admin assistant role at the HR department. And I jumped at it. And I'm very thankful that I, that I got that opportunity. And I have spent the last 18 years basically working my way through that hallway mm -hmm. and holding just about every opportunity that there was at one time or another up to, uh, in 2015, taking the CHRO job. Um, ironically, I took that job and I'm what, what your viewers, I'm sorry, your listeners, listeners, yeah. listeners should know is you are the enemy of the status quo yeah. and I am a lover <laughs> of the status quo. Um, and so for me, I think a lot of my career journey just came Mm -hmm. You know, um, I grew, I developed next opportunity. I grew, yeah. I developed next opportunity. And I've just had, it's just been amazing. Like yeah. I, I have zero complaints about that experience. Sure. Um, and when the CHRO role came open, it, you know, you grow, you develop next opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I was thoughtful about taking the opportunity because there's a lot of nuances to that role. Um, but I, it just was, it was right. Mm -hmm. And um, shortly after taking the role, um, huge decision by our local hospital foundation to um, go independent. Yeah. And it is something that most people don't get an opportunity to do in their career. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I basically, what was once a Ferris wheel, if we're going to mm -hmm. use an analogy, All right. my career was kind of a Ferris wheel. Enough excitement, you know, you get stuck at the top, it's swinging a little. Okay, okay. But it's pleasant. There's a view. Um, about <laughs> May of 2016, basically, I got onto a roller coaster. Mm hmm. And it wasn't just a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster that went really, really high, really, really fast, really, really upside down. Some loops, <laughs> sure, sure. And I just recently got off that roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just been the, uh, it's, it was just the best experience professionally in, yeah. in development. Like I, I built a benefit plan. I built mm -hmm. a 401k plan. Like people don't know what goes into that stuff, sure. right? Yeah. Um, I developed a team and I just did things like I still look back and I almost can't articulate it. Yeah. Um, what all went into the last few years. Um, but as the dust began to settle on that work, yeah, I think what became apparent to me is am I in my sweet spot? Mm -hmm. Am I doing what I really love to do? And I always like to ask myself, am I doing what I do best? Yeah. Um, and so as an older person, Oh, wow. Uh, I can reflect back in a different way, right? Like I can say, it's not about what I can do. Yeah. It became about what I wanted to do. Well, and just to jump in here, um, I mean, I, I know you and I know some of the people you work with and I know you have a tremendous amount of credibility in that building. And I also know that it certainly was not a matter of whether you had the capability to do the work. Right. Uh, you certainly had the chops necessary but to your point yeah is that where you want to spend your time energy sanity all that good sure, stuff exactly or is there another place where you feel more f fulfilled right. in the work and yeah. so again as the dust settles and we're seeing kind of gaps in the work there was an opportunity mm -hmm. there was a need um and i was able to look at that and say you know what that is that is a sweet spot for me now i want to say all of that to say i hope one day the cho role comes back around for me mm -hmm. either 
here at the hospital or um, with another organization because I think also in seasons of life, there's just different yeah. things that you want to do. Yeah. And um, where the where the organization is right now in its development, this is where the meat is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the work is. And, and I want to be a part of that. Um, and it's just different than the visionary work. And, and that's important too. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and so again, I... I didn't walk away or step away because I couldn't do it. I didn't mm-hmm. walk away or step away because um, I never, ever want to do it. Yeah. Um, it. It was a timing thing, right? Mm-hmm. And isn't that what life is, like a bunch of seasons? Yeah. Um, but, I, but I'm proud of myself. And I can, yeah, I'm proud I, of you too. I can say that because um, I, again, am a lover of the status quo. And so it would have been very natural for me to just stay there because that's what you do suck it up <laughs> and because that's what's expected and that's you know that's what people don't do what i've just done i guess yes. not not on the regular and organizations aren't aren't equipped for people to yeah. do what i've just done so i don't it's not common, i don't sure. downplay the fact that i work in an environment where there was just some amazing support mm-hmm. um and amazing team that could handle that transition yeah. um and people that just you know genuinely said will you We'd rather you stay than go. So what can, you know. How do we make it work? How do we make this work? And so, um, so it's been, it's been difficult though. I mean, you know, you don't flip the switch and everything's roses. Um, but, um, it's, it's a season and it's a transition and I, I do miss parts of, of the role that I didn't think I would miss. Mm -hmm. Um, other things I don't miss, (laughs) um, but I really am finding my new lane and, and continuing to add value. And that's, you know, you talk about a lot about doing meaningful work and that's important to me as well. That's probably another thing we have in common. Our work is very important to us mm-hmm. um, professionally and uh, we both, uh, our careers are important to us. And so um, I'm, we respect that about each other and we support each other in that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's an amazing thing too that allows me to go out and do what I do best. Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, I, that, <clears throat> When when we first probably started dating somewhere around that time, I felt like you were very driven. You were you were in college. You were like looking towards a thing, and I had n- I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. So I I uh, have always really respected that you were um, driven without you. But you're like a whole person too. You're not just work, and I think that that's something that's come up throughout our throughout our marriage, throughout the last 21 plus years, um, is finding the balance between doing meaningful work, work that matters, work that's important to us, uh, and still enjoying our marriage, enjoying Maddie, our daughter, and um, having a life outside of that, not being defined by it exactly. Uh, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think for me personally, and I think being a mom, being a parent, being a mom, because that's where what I am. Yes, you are that. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're both is actually. literally the hardest job ever. Um, and I can remember like, we're not great. We'll expose some of our dirt to the, to the uh, world here. I'm, I am well, great. We're, we're not, <laughs> we don't, we don't celebrate holidays, right? Like we don't do Valentine's day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we, we honor our anniversary, but we're not like, let me go out and buy gifts. Like yeah. we don't recognize those things, but I will never forget my first mother's day. And I think I said these words to you, like you can forget my birthday. Mm. You can forget, you know, Valentine's day, but do not ever forget mother's day because <laughs> that is really a, it's been a really, yeah. it's been a difficult job. And I think 
I'm not naturally a mom. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. not come natural to me. Like I think it does for some. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we have a great kid. Like, yeah. um, and she's all right. It's, uh, but it's, it's, every day it's just a different a different situation as as they grow and change and get their own personality and it brings up a lot of past insecurities as Mm -hmm. i watch her grow um things that i felt as a child and things that i still sometimes feel as an adult so it's a challenging it it is it's so cliche but right it's like the hardest most rewarding job you'll ever do um but it's true but i think also whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom being a mom is hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't really matter where you spend your day. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard work. Emotionally, it's yeah. hard work. But for me personally, I knew I would be a working mom. Like, yeah. And I feel like I am a better mom because mm-hmm. I work. Yeah. Um, because I have that outlet, I can, I can come home and give her something different. Yeah. And that is, again, I don't want to start like a debate about No, but I, I anything, think what but, you're saying is not that that moms are better moms if they work, no. but for your for personality, yeah. you being home all day would not be that. You need a certain well, kind sure of structure. I'm sure there's yeah. stay-at-home moms that, that feel like they don't want to be home all day either, or yeah. they would benefit. But I think we just make choices. Yeah. And I knew early on that I would be a working mom. Yeah. And um, we were very fortunate though. I, we worked for the hospital. They have the learning center. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent my first year going down and having lunch with her. Yeah. I mean, just lots of amazing ability to connect with her still and still, like, I feel like I've been mm-hmm. able to have a really good balance. And I would say that until the last few years where, where work did just like take me over. Yeah. Where, um, and we, that was a calculation. We yes. knew that there was going to be intensity there. Yeah. And we, and we knew that that was kind it. of the We deal. talked yeah. about it. Um, and I think Maddie, um, making a comment one day out of the blue, uh, a year or so ago, like, well, mom, you don't even like your job was like a wake up call for me yeah. because I love my job yeah. and it was hard and it's been hard and people's jobs are hard sometimes sure. and you come home and you vent. Yeah. And those um, are the things that show up at the dinner table, yeah. right? Or and sometimes so I the just, hard parts. Yeah, yeah. But it did just resonate with me that whether Maddie, whatever career she decides to do and if she decides to... Um, be, be a professional or join the military or be a stay-at-home mom, whatever she chooses to do, I want her to find joy in it. Yeah. You know, and again, that feels cliche too, like do what you love. But I, I do really feel like, I guess I just don't want her to succumb to pressures of, of just what is. Mm-hmm. Well, and that to me, I, I, I totally, I feel you there because I, I, I mean, this whole podcast is, is a, at some level a celebration of work. I believe that work is valuable and important and doesn't have to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to model to her that work should be a drudgery. That right. I want her to, to say, man, my parents actually enjoyed their jobs without being slaves to their jobs. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I, I would like to do something like that. And I think that you, I mean, just this this act of saying, I'm going to change roles to really lean into the best things I have to offer and so that I'm I'm enjoying the work that I do more. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great model for her because mm-hmm. there is so. there society seems to have a model that says just bigger, more. Mm-hmm. Um, climb the ladder, get more money, do more things and that's not a bad thing unless you're only doing it because that's what everyone else says you should do. Right, right. Then it's terrible. Yeah. 
Um, so I love, I love that that is uh, on display from you. Mm-hmm. You're a great mom. Thanks. Let's let's vision out into the future. You are now a book reader, and you can imagine all sorts Dun, of da-da. things. So it is the last day on the job for you. You are heading into retirement. What do you want the people you worked with <laughs> to remember about you? Oh, wow. That's a powerful question. Thank you. <laughs> um, gosh, well, like everyone, right? I want them to be like, gosh, we really liked her. She was great. <laughs> um, I guess I, I, um, I hope along the way, um, people have more than just liked me, although I really do like to be liked a lot. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things, actually. Um, that they'll they'll think she was a professional, she knew her stuff, and she shared information. I think, again, I keep referencing how old I am, but I really am at a point in my career where I, I now can help mentor others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the value of that, and I feel confident to do that. Yeah. Um, where I think for a long time, you still feel like you're learning. And obviously I am still learning. Um, But I can share information and people are looking to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a lot of young, we have a lot of young people in our, in the world at um, Foundation Health and they are looking up and I'm up (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and not by seniority, but just age (laughs) and experience. And so um, I'm enjoying actually this season of being able to, pause a little and share information. Um, there's, it's interesting. There's a couple people that work, uh, for me and I just see myself in them Mm -hmm. as a younger person. And that's just, you know, (laughs) it's a little bit like, Oh my goodness, I am old. But then it's like, wow, you know, I, I have my stuff together and I know what I'm doing. And that's a really great feeling. Well, I, I think it's cool to be able to, to be able to look back, and see how far you've come. Oh my goodness. To be able yeah. to say, man, I now I have things that I can share with somebody else. Exactly. Because I didn't exactly. I didn't know nothing to begin and with. And it's funny now. because I'm not really ever I've never really been an advice giver. It's just like now that I'm a reader, I don't really like to recommend books. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is so different. I don't want them to read a book and be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what, what was waste. Nicole talking about? I don't like to recommend movies and I don't like to recommend stuff. So I've never really I, I've never really felt the confidence to be like an advice giver, but I, I find myself professionally getting more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as a parent, um, I remember people, you know, everyone's got a story. Yep. Everyone's got advice. And I really try really hard not to share because I know how that feels. And yet sometimes I'm like, no, this is a really good one. Like, this is a really good piece of advice. You should take it. <laughs> um, but we all have to learn. So yeah, absolutely. How many Yankees can you name? Past or present? It doesn't matter. <laughs> if if they wore the pinstripes, um, let's see. Let's, let's see. Let me go for ten. Okay. Ten. Okay. Ten is the over. Okay. Um, Derek Jeter. Yes. Judge. Yes. Um, Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Babe Ruth. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Paul O'Neill. Oh yeah. For some reason, Paul's like a favorite, and I don't yeah. have any way. The no warrior, Paulie. He's great. Andy Pettit. Yep. That's six. Um, uh, <laughs> Robbie Cano. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. 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 He was a Yankee for. Um. 
I'm looking around the bases. Bernie Williams. Bernie. Mm. Um, <laughs> These are some great 90s era. Like, this is good. This was, that was, those were good times. That's eight. Uh, <laughs> like, I can see people in my head. Me and Maddie talk about this stuff I all know, the time. I you know, gotta like... I know, but I'm nervous. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Joe, Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi, yes. Joe Girardi. As a player and, and a manager. As a, and as a manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nine. And come on, Nicole. Oh, man. Man, I She's seriously, like, up. I'm a blank. She's freezing up. Uh, I just want to start saying who, names. Who's our catcher right now? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of anyone else who would just be obvious to you. Carlos? Is there a Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> there, there have um, been Carlos. I don't hmm. think there's one right now, but um, yes, there was a Carlos in recent past. Okay, Carlos. Let's but go with that's Carlos. But not, that's not good enough. <laughs> um, gosh. You're I, topping out at nine. I know. Gary Sanchez. 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 Okay. Glaber. Torres. Torres. Uh, Ronald Torres isn't there anymore. He's somebody, a name you probably recognize. Yeah. Miguel and. Anton? Du- no, and Duhar. Okay. Um, I thought you'd get that one. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Giancarlo Stanton? Stanton. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay. 2019, you you are going to be more engaged (laughs) with me and me and Maddie will send you daily updates. That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up by asking you one final question. Um, How important is it for you to have a network of people that you can trust and confide in at work? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, If anybody says that's not important, I don't know who they are. I mean, that's huge. And I have, I have two people in particular. I have a lot of really great colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say three. I have a, a lot of really great colleagues that I work with that I um, share personal information with, that I dialogue with, that I will express concern with or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I have three people that I think have kept me sane in mm-hmm. that, in, in mom, on my job because I have genuinely been able to express um, things you know Um, and I can trust them to keep my confidence but I can also trust them to give me perspective and let me tell you Nicole Welch needs perspective I definitely have a a negative voice um, Mm -hmm. an internal an internal negative voice that I that I work against Um, and so I have learned enough again in my seniority to uh, (laughs) to know when that negative voice is getting too loud yeah and I go get perspective. Um, and there are three people that have um, forever changed. You know, I'm not super great at relationships, as you know. Um, I, I don't know that. <laughs> well, I'm good at relationships, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not always good at removing my mask. Yeah. Um, and being myself. And uh, professionally, I've really connected with, with three people that, um, that have given that to me. And then I obviously have great relationships and friends mm-hmm. and we both have um, our families here, mm-hmm. um, so lots of really positive influences and yeah. relationships there. Um, we take that probably for granted more than we should. Yeah. I'm looking at you as well as me. Uh, and then also we're people of faith, right? So You are a badass, <laughs> and I uh, 
not just because you're my wife. I'm just totally impressed with you. And um, I think we should stay married for a really long time. Okay. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.